Welcome to the Lifeline, a production of Simply BJE Incorporated. The goal of this podcast is to build, to inspire, and to empower our audience through conversations on business, leadership, and mental health. We invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at simplybje.com forward slash the lifeline. Now, let's tune in for today's episode. Top of the day, everyone. I trust that you were well, and thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline. We're your host, financial coach and business coach, Bo Powell, and yours truly, life coach and mental health advocate, Barry J. Elliott, also known as BJE. Our goal is to build, to inspire, and to empower our listeners as we discuss all things BLM, that's business, leadership, and mental health. You can visit us at www.simplybje.com forward slash the lifeline and on social media at Facebook and Instagram. So let's jump right in this morning. How are you today, Bo? Man, I am great, doing good, happy to be here. How are you, sir? I'm good, man, and I am grateful, good and grateful, yeah, as we... It's not Thanksgiving yet, but I am giving thanks. I'm grateful. My favorite holiday. Yeah, you're greedy. So, you know, hey, of course. That's just what I do. <laughs> I, I'm not going to deny that. I, I specifically start to plan for Thanksgiving so I can eat up some stuff. I, I plan that. for it, man. So, because I know I'm going to binge out on, you know, dressing <laughs> and all that good stuff. So, hey, it is I, I what it is. That. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get it. So, man, today we're talking about brand recognition, brand loyalty, brand credibility. That's a big push. And it's been a big push for a long time, especially with the social media onslaught. So let's talk about that. I mean, in your mind, what's the difference between brand recognition, brand loyalty, and brand credibility? That's good. Before I answer those questions, I think Mm -hmm. really, you know, you just sparked something into me. Why Mm -hmm. is branding such a big deal now? Companies are talking about it. It's important to social media, as you just mentioned. Individuals mm-hmm. are talking about it. Nonprofit yeah. and for-profit organizations are talking about it. Why is branding such a big deal? It's image. It's all about image. You know, there are tons of products, companies, services out there. So it's about creating that image that's attractive to people so they can buy our product, buy our service, participate in our cause. What image is being created out there. And of course, with social media, you know, we're trying to shape people's opinions and their thoughts about us. So we live in that society where people will judge you based on image within literally 10 seconds of meeting you. Very true. Most people have already made a judgment about you. Um, so image is kind of the way we live and what we live by in this country, in my opinion. So what are your thoughts on that? So when you said image, the first thing I thought about was first impressions. I believe that, I don't know who said it, but you only have 20 to 30 seconds to make a first impression. So your image, what you project is a Mm -hmm. statement about who you are without a whole lot of words. So that's important because you're making an impression. So that's Mm -hmm. the goal of the image. You're dropping nuggets already this morning, man. (laughs) I'm I'm glad I got my notes. I'm taking notes, man. (laughs) So so to answer your question, you asked me about brand recognition, brand loyalty, and brand credibility. So brand recognition is a customer's ability to distinguish between one company and its competitors. For instance, companies, or should I say individuals, know the Mm -hmm. difference between a Wendy's burger and a a Burger King burger. There's a difference between the Apple experience and the Boost Mobile experience. There's Mm -hmm. a difference between the Walmart experience and the Neiman Marcus experience. So it creates this understanding of what distinguishes one brand from another. How do I know a Neiman Marcus from a Walmart? How do I know a Burger Mm -hmm. King from a Wendy's? And then there is brand loyalty, 
which is a customer's practice of patronizing or purchasing goods or services on a regular basis from one company instead of its competitor. For instance, mm. you may find a person that prefers Chick-fil-A over McDonald's simply because of the customer service, because uh -huh. Chick-fil-A's customer service is their calling card. And mm -hmm. so even though somebody may have a taste for a burger or a taste for those McDonald's fries, they will go for the waffle fries because the customer service experience is so much better at Chick-fil-A from a lot of perspectives. Mm -hmm. And of course, you asked about brand credibility. And so when you think about brand credibility, I'm sure you've heard this because you work in, in the business world. You've mm -hmm. heard the word trusted brand, and it's all about building trust. And it's the idea of can the customer trust your brand? Can the customer believe what you say about your brand? And how does the customer rate your brand over another? And it's also how the public rates your brand as an expert. And mm -hmm. are you able to deliver on what you project? So you think mm -hmm. about Oprah, you think about Dr. Phil, you think about even Bishop Jakes, you think about Reverend Dr. or Reverend Billy Graham. These mm -hmm. are all people who had brand credibility because they are considered experts, but they also delivered a product that was trustworthy and credible. So they are considered trusted brands. Yeah. And so, you know, when you were talking, when I'm thinking in my mind, because I think sometimes people will marry the two mm. between brand and reputation. Yeah. And so when you were talking about that last one, brand credibility, the word that was popped into my head was reputation. Yeah. You know, because credibility comes over time with experience, right? Experience comes with time. And so that's how we repetition. So there's a difference between building a brand, but also having a reputation. Yeah. You know, so and what that's what you were talking about at the end is there's an expectation that's built by the brand, but your reputation is built on whether you delivered Correct. on what, what you put out there. Was I hearing you correctly? Correct. Correct. I got you, man. Now I got I something got for you. When I was in seminary, one of my colleagues, he was looking at building an organization. And so he was mm -hmm. looking at different business leaders and different mm -hmm. world changers. And so he came back to the Jesus model. And he mm -hmm. said, when he was like looking at how he could build his own brand, he said that three things popped in his mind regarding the Jesus model. Mm -hmm. He was reputable, replicable, and relational. Mm -hmm. So he had a model that could be duplicated, that's replicable. He had a model that was relational. He was considerate of people. Okay, so uh -huh. that's relational. And then he had a model that was relational. And what's the other one I said? Uh, reputable. Reputable, relational, and replicable. 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 So again, he could duplicate it. That's replicable. It was relational. He, he could uh, build connections with people. Then it was reputable, which means mm. that he had a he was credible. He was credible. His reputation was intact. And so if a brand is going to be effective. It has to be replicable, relational, and reputable. And yeah, if said, it's going to last. If it's going to last. So that was that was mm -hmm. five years ago, and I still haven't forgotten that. That stuck out to me. Yeah, that's good stuff. And so you think about, you know, since we talk about longstanding, long-lasting, so let's talk about that because there are some brands that were around many years ago, and you can't find them now, you yeah. know? So what are some brands from the 20th, century and the 21st century that have withstood the test of time. I know I'm wearing one this morning. Nike, just do it. <laughs> just, 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 just so since you said Nike, for sure. Nike, I'm wearing yeah. one polo. Yep. You know, oh, enjoying yeah. brands. Yeah. Um, of course, then if there's Coca-Cola, you know, there mm -hmm. are some people that are diehard Coke fans. They will fight you tooth and nail saying that Coke is better than Pepsi. So you have Coke, but yeah. then there's also UPS. 
Mm-hmm. UPS, FedEx. Yep. Enjoying uh, Apple. Apple. Apple has been, you know, I didn't realize Apple had been around really since the 70s, man. Yeah. Been around a long time. But in contrast to Coca-Cola and UP, U, UPS, Apple's still a baby. You're right. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe a teenager, right? Maybe yeah, adolescent. Yeah. All, you know? your, all your Apple users try, always try to bring Apple to the picture. <laughs> hey, it's too early to be hating, man. You know, I, I, I'm just stating the facts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a, I, I can't designate that as a fact. I feel a little, I feel a little, you know. You're going to be all right. Yeah. As somebody once told me. Like you're me, coming at me, man, you know. As somebody once told me, build a bridge and get over it. You're going to be all right. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, man, I, I feel a little, I feel a little attacked this morning. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. I owe you that from last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So, so on, so in contrast, since you bring that up, there are some brands who didn't make it. Yeah, you know. So, what are some brands that did not make it? So, and I'm, they were huge brands too. Right, right, right. So, I'm not sure because you're in the Southwest, but on, in mm-hmm. the in the Northeast, the yeah. Mid Atlantic region, I should say, there was a grocery store called Pantry Pride. Um, okay, Pantry Pride, and the reason they didn't make it is because they refused to go to the superstore model. Mm. Same thing happened with Superfresh. Uh, Kmart there, too. Kmart as well. Then there was mm. Blockbuster Video. Oh man! Of course, you know there's only one left in the entire country somewhere in Oregon. Yep. And it's I like for- a museum now. It's a museum now, and I forgot who owns um, Blockbuster, <clears throat> but they won't even allow the name to be trademark anymore. That's the only wow. store they will allow. And also there is Kodak. Yeah, Kodak. Here's another one: Blackberry. Blackberry, yes, sir. I actually just read about Blackberry over the last couple of weeks. Who would have ever thought? Yep. Blackberry. Correct. Yeah. So great phone, but they fell I, off. I loved my Blackberry. Loved it. I did too. Yeah. I did too. Hated to let it go. Yep. However, it was no longer effective in Correct. the way the world went. So Correct. let's talk about that. You know, what's the difference between companies who made it, companies who didn't make it in your mind? Okay. So you ready for today's alliteration? Hold, hold up, hold on. Let me get make sure my pen, my ink is going. Because I know you're gonna drop something, man. All right, I, I'm ready to go. You ready? I'm so ready. that's awareness, acumen, acuity, agility, and adaptability. Hold on, bro. You see, see, I didn't. I thought you were doing three. You gonna change the game up on me? You know, went from three to like <laughs> like ten. You got. You got to keep you on know, guessing. You went from three to ten. So what? Yeah, what was that again? You said awareness. Awareness. Mm-hmm. Acumen. Yep. Acuity. Mm-hmm. agility and adaptability wow you gotta have to expound on that man so acumen or well, let's start with awareness awareness is okay. you, you've got to pay attention to the market you've mm-hmm. got to pay attention to your social context you've got to pay attention to people mm-hmm. because you want people to patronize you so mm-hmm. you have to be aware of the things that people are aware of you have to mm-hmm. pay attention to the things that people are paying attention to and here it is you have to pay attention to the things that people want mm-hmm. because if you're offering something that they don't want then your service and your product is pointless mm-hmm. makes sense okay yep. so then there is acumen and simply put acumen uh, is vision actually mm-hmm. not acumen it's acuity acuity mm-hmm. is vision you have to be uh have a vision for where you want to go as a company and what you can do as a company and how you fit into the corporate context. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then there is acumen. Acumen 
is the ability to make quick decisions or the ability to make decisions that are going to be profitable or productive. And then there is agility, which is simply the ability to make quick moves. So you can have uh -huh. make quick decisions, but if you don't make quick moves, it's kind of pointless. Now, uh -huh. let me say something about those quick moves. Those quick moves have to be deliberate. You have to do that uh -huh. with some level of deliberation. They just can't be quick moves that are made just on, on an impulse. They have yeah. to be made with some level of uh, insight and uh -huh. some level of understanding and some level of direction, which is why uh, acuity is important. The vision piece is important. And then there, of lastly, there is adaptability, which means that you have to adjust to new conditions uh -huh. because the market, the culture is always changing. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite subjects or disciplines in undergrad was philosophy. And Plato believed in this theory called the world of forms. The world of forms is the realm that's unseen. And uh -huh. there is the realm of being, right? So the realm, the realm of being is the being that's ever-changing. But uh -huh. the world of forms is the part that's stationary. And I, I, it's either Plato or Socrates. I can't remember which one. But one of them refers to the supreme being. We call him God, right? Mm -hmm. But he referred to the supreme being as the unmoved mover. So in other words, that was the one thing, the one power, the one source that was always the same. But mm -hmm. we live in the world, as he called it, the world of being that's ever, or the world of becoming. I'm sorry. The world mm -hmm. of forms was the world of being. It's stationary, right? We mm -hmm. are in the world of becoming, which means that we are ever evolving. And mm -hmm. so a business that is going to be a uh, long standing it's going to have endurance it's going to have sustainability it has to have the ability to adjust to be adaptable to the changing currents and mm -hmm. as you mentioned those companies before most of the time it was because they would not adjust yeah for instance a kodak wouldn't adjust they waited too late to adjust to the digital age the video mm -hmm. the blockbuster they waited too late to adjust to the streaming Part of their lack of adaptability was because of their lack of acuity. They had no yep. vision. Yeah. And, you know, when you thought of when you were speaking about acuity, adaptability, to me, what popped out of my head was being sensitive to the market. Uh, yeah. Right? There was they were not in tune with the market. They hadn't tapped in. They were out of touch. Correct. Right. And interestingly enough, Blockbuster had an opportunity to buy Netflix. Netflix. Right. The, and they they, they they passed on that. Correct. Exactly. You know? right. And so that lack of sensitivity to what's going on, the changing of the marketplace, the changing of consumer behavior can cause you to be one minute up and the next minute, not just down, but out. Correct. So being having that acuity, that sensitivity, that vision to see what's happening in the marketplace and being able to adjust adapt, being agile, man, that's dead on it, dead on it. So how do you think companies can avoid that? Just becoming a, re a relic. Okay. So this is alliteration number two for the day. Okay. Not actually, that's just like three or four. I'm, you know, so whatever number it is, Joker, I'm gonna call you, I'm gonna start calling you Sacraberry, you know, you philosopher, Sacraberry, 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 a descendant of Socrates. Of Socrates. <laughs> oh boy. Well, if that's the case, somebody owe me some money. Yeah. Hey, you know. <laughs> no, but seriously, here we go. <laughs> um, brand identity, brand innovation, mm -hmm. and brand inventory. Mm. So brand identity, you have to know who you are. Okay. 
you and you have to be able to make the distinction between who other cultures are and who mm -hmm. you are designed to be mm -hmm. because you can't be every product you don't have the skill set you don't have the staffing you may not have the know-how the savvy to be with everybody mm -hmm. else but what's your niche so you have yeah. to have a clear path a clear understanding about brand mm -hmm. identity but then brand innovation is that goes back to the uh, the adaptability piece and it goes mm -hmm. back to even acuity and even acumen you have to have a sense of creativity mm -hmm. you have to have some type of creative flow and some creative mechanism that keeps you current and that helps you to keep up with social and technological advances that are going to be beneficial mm -hmm. for your bottom line and beneficial for the market mm -hmm. and then of course brand inventory and i don't mean that in the sense of having your warehouse full of whatever your product is but i mean that in the sense of taking assessment of what you're doing uh -huh. and making sure that you're always evaluating what you're doing, what you're doing well, so that you don't fall into a rut and fall into this notion that uh, what I'm doing is good enough. Because uh -huh. when you think about, uh, that's what you would call, um, uh, what is the word when you're stagnant? Okay, you mm -hmm. become stagnant. And so when you think in terms of bodies of water, yes, stagnant right. waters begin to stench Man. because they produce death. Uh -huh. So your inability to take inventory of yourself, your inability to be innovative, your inability to recognize your identity leads to stagnation, which is mm -hmm. the culprit for death. So in other words, if you don't know your brand identity, have brand innovation and take brand inventory, you're setting yourself up to becoming a dying breed. Yeah. So as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, scripture says pride comes before the fall. Before, yep. Right. And in many cases, what we're saying and correct me if I'm I'm wrong on this, but oftentimes companies, even though they have a mission, they have a plan, it's really the market that defines them. Correct. You know, how, not totally, but it defines kind of what you're going to become as a company because you have to be relevant to those around you. In a sense, so, in a sense it validates you is what you're really it, saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about the danger of pride in business, mm. you know, because when you think about Blockbuster, you know, not to pick on Blockbuster, but it's it's a big story, right? One of the reasons that they passed on Netflix was because of that. So why is it dangerous to assume because they thought they were, you know, they're the big dogs. Nobody's going to change. Everybody wants to get out family nights and stuff like that. Why is it dangerous for an organization or business to feel like their spot in the market is secure? That's a great question. And mm -hmm. one word pops in my mind. That one word is entitlement. Mm. Because you can begin mm. to think that because you've been doing it so long mm. that you have earned your right to stay where you are. And one of the things that this generation has, one of their mantras, I should say, is respect is earned, not given. Mm. So to say that you are always going to be existing without mm -hmm. taking into consideration mm -hmm. what how the culture is changing, how the world is changing, is a sign of disrespect to the culture, mm -hmm. a sign of disrespect to the world. Mm -hmm. So when you disrespect the market like that, they in turn will disrespect you by not patronizing what you have to offer. Yeah. The other thing, you know, I think about that's very simple is that there are way too many options now for mm -hmm. us to act as if we're the only thing, the only option. There are too many yeah. businesses 
that do what you do. Now, there are mm -hmm. some exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, most businesses have several, sometimes several hundred competitors in the same mm -hmm. field, most organizations. So think about it from a, from a very practical sense. So let, let's use, use the church context, right? There are within a hundred mile radius, or let's mm -hmm. say a 50 mile radius, there are a hundred different churches. Mm -hmm. So you can you can pick your flavor of worship, if you will. Okay. Mm -hmm. Within a a three mile radius, there are multiple restaurants, fast food and otherwise. And so no restaurant chain can afford to take the position. I'm I'm convenient. People will yeah. go across the Man, come on. city to find the best food and the best customer service. Mm -hmm. So there are some things we just can't take for granted. Because the other thing is I've mentioned earlier. The world is changing too much for us to not be calculated in our approach to our business model and our branding endeavors. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, there are some things that probably don't change as much. I mean, Coca-Cola is pretty much Coca-Cola. Right. Know, but here, the market likes what it marks. Well, they the changed their formula a couple of times. They did. They changed their mm -hmm. formula and they added other portfolios to their Correct. primary portfolio. Like they own mm -hmm. Minibay. Yep. There you so go. They, they adapted. Mm-hmm. Well, they knew what business they're in. Yes. And that's one of the things you talked about was identity. And that just tells me, you know, you got to know what business that you're in. Um, you look at many times that companies who went out of business, they didn't understand the business that they were in. So they became a relic. They became extinct. They didn't know their identity or what their you know, focus was, what the market was looking for. Uh, I was going to bring up an example, but it escaped me. So I won't I won't go there. Uh, however, you know. Hey, it is what it is, man. I know I, <laughs> I fool everybody a lot of times when they look at me and they realize, man, you got grandkids. Like, yeah, I started young, though. To my defense, yeah. I started young. Yeah, but, you man. know, McDonald's is, you know, when I think about McDonald's, I'll say, obviously, they sell burgers, fries, milkshakes. But early on, McDonald's was really in the real estate business. You I know? didn't know that. Well, not real estate as far as buying it, but I mean, they're gaining market share. So they were just trying to get locations everywhere. Okay. So they would go find a plot of land. Same Walmart does the same thing. They'll get a plot of land. So they were just trying to gobble up and get as many locations out there, you know, because it was about the distribution. I need to get burgers, fries, and shakes. And that was their model for a long time. A&W had been around for almost as long and had a better menu. But McDonald's was just out there. It was so many of them. And it was just a deliverable product. You know, so their game, their game was, hey, let's get as much real estate. We want to cover the earth with our locations. And that that, that became a brand. Now they've served, they've served billions and billions. They haven't had that for a long time. They may be in the trillions now. Because there was amazing. billions and billions of CERN when I was a kid. They were talking That's about true. billions That's served, true. right? They may be in the trillions of people served because they're worldwide now. So I don't mean they were in real estate business as far as they were buying real estate. Uh, but in the real estate, hey, we're looking to gobble up locations. Because if they have more locations and they've taken up, I mean, what room do you have for competitors? And they dominated the marketplace. Yeah. You know, to a certain degree, I, to those five A's I, I added, I could actually add acquisition, but I won't. <laughs> you, you just did. Yeah. Well, there you go. You, you just said, did. Whatever, man. So you, you said something that I think is very important for businesses. You talked about streamlining. You mm -hmm. didn't say that word, but you talked mm -hmm. about narrowing down your focus. Yeah so that you can increase your productivity and your mm -hmm. profitability. Yep. And, you know, just being very transparent as it relates to this podcast, I had to make that decision. So last, the first season, I was doing everything from mental health to 
Bible studies to conversations mm-hmm. on education. And in order for the brand to really take on a specific identity, I had to make a decision. How are we going to streamline this to make sure that this is distinctive and we have something that's going to be marketable? Not that it could mm-hmm. have been marketable otherwise, but I think to really increase the niche and thereby increase our productivity and to increase the audience, we had to narrow our focus. We came up with the BLM model, the business mm-hmm. leadership mental health. And so I think that is a that is important in any area of your life. You have to know what your focus is. Yeah, I agree. And so um, we're doing a great job at that, I believe. Well, listeners, tell us how we're doing, right? How we're doing with that uh, because we want to get better and better as we go. So, well, that kind of brings us to a close then, you know, this conversation, unless you have anything to add, Sacra Barry. <laughs> Bo Meister, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes today's episode of The Lifeline with your hosts, BJE and Bo Powell. Don't forget to check us out at www.simplybje.com forward slash The Lifeline and on social media. BJE and I are on a mission. We want to bring light and life into your household. So join us and let us hear your feedback because it's all about bringing life to you on The Lifeline. Y'all take care and God bless. God bless everybody. Thank you for listening to today's episode with host, business coach, Bo Powell, and leadership coach, Barry J. Elliott. Join us next week for another impactful conversation on The Lifeline.